Thank you for listening to the Seven Early Sins production called the Culture Less Podcast. Before listening, check out the show notes for this and every episode as it has links to our website, sevenearlysins.com, Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, and our Discord server. Now on to episode 35 where we discuss Call of Heroes. listeners put your fucking nunchucks down put away the katanas drop the bow staffs kung fu night's over this is culture lust i'm your host james this is the podcast where we take movies at random from netflix review the shit out of them have some laughs make fun of each other mostly that's really what we what we end up doing is going on tangents and making fun of each other i think we barely only talked about the movie for like 10 minutes really in an hour-long episode but uh so tonight we're doing call of heroes as I said before, I'm your host, James, and joined tonight with Jones. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm great. Let's go into this with some cre- uh, preconceived ideas. <laughs> Beat you to it. <laughs> God damn. And uh, the the maniacal slide <laughs> laughter you hear in the background is Griggs. What's what's up, man? How I'm you doing? I'm pissed now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, no, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm oh, pissed, God. man. <laughs> because, <laughs> God damn you, Jones. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say it. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, all right. So, you know, we're all military and shit. So, I believe in transparent leadership. So, listeners, gonna be a little transparent with you. James wasn't recording for the first ten to fifteen minutes of the podcast. So, this is our second take, our second time around on this episode. And uh, so we have looked into yeah, the future. Jones kind of stole some thunder from Craig. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> he st- but see the thing about it was, I stole his thunder, but I didn't steal it. It was by mistake. It wasn't yeah. like I was just changing. Doesn't matter how I you saw. did it, man. You oh, hurt my, my feeling. <laughs> yeah, but the benefit is mainly for you, listeners, because like I was just telling Griggs, my jokes are always funnier the second time around. So. This should be. Right. That's what we tell him. Gold. This will probably be our highest rate of intelligence of all time, really. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> so this movie, Call of Heroes, first kung fu flick to hit net or uh, hit culture less. It's like the fucking 80th kung fu flick on Netflix. I was really surprised to see how many there were because I started like digging into the genre a little bit. You know, I might go uh, get back to it. So this movie was well for Griggs and Jones preconceived notions shattering ish or not i i guess i'm confused too by whose thunder is i'm done i'm I'm done (laughs) all right so the rest of this episode is jones and james yeah that's fine (laughs) you you know what i can't believe you did so segue the whole reason why we were talking about the preconceived stuff is sunday morning we got up super early, stood out in the rain. Um, it was like 7 a.m. We got to go to a special screening of the Black Panther. It was a whole week early. The director was there, Ryan Coogler, did a Q&A as well as the executive producer whose name is the, Void. Of the my guy that we want on the show, but we can't remember his name. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the guy we want to get on the show. I can't remember his freaking name. Oh, so professional. Anyway, uh, Grace was watching the, the freaking movie in line, so... Of course, he was trying not to spoil things for us, but by saying, oh, I can't believe they did that is in itself a spoiler. So it is what it is. But uh, let's talk about Black Panther for a second, just because I feel like that's going to be huge. Um, so like I said, we got we to go to a special screening a whole week early. Ryan Coogler was there and, uh, you know, I shelled out the podcast that did a, a shameless plug, handed out our cards, introduced myself and uh, chased him down like a crazed fan. Yeah. We're trying to get him on the show. Of course, with the movie being two days away from release, I highly doubt that's going to happen considering how busy they are doing, you know, press releases and tours and God knows how many interviews and this and that. So, and plus, I'm sure they probably just want some downtime too, right? Because like they were shooting the film, doing post-production, like they're probably ready to just be done with it. So yeah, I'm sure we're really far down on the list of priorities, but it'd be really cool because we had this conversation previously, but let's revisit it. So Ryan Coogler is only on his third feature film. And Jones pointed out a really good point. 
so I mean, go ahead and let's talk about it again. I don't know. What was it, James? <laughs> so <laughs> I was surprised that these young directors like Gareth Edwards and Ryan Coogler are getting keys to these vast successful kingdoms, you know? So Ryan Coogler's third film is probably going to be one of the highest earning Marvel films of all time. It's already um, did a couple like short films. pre-order sales too. Yeah. yeah, pre-order ticket sales are nuts, dude. He goes from short films to Creed to Fruitvale Station to boom, fucking highest earning Marvel film. And Jones's point was it's because they're cheap. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, because they, they haven't done anything. And how can you say pay me more money if you haven't, you know, directed your Oscar winner or something like that? Right. Yeah, it's 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 interesting and I'm curious to see how it's gonna go how how this whole thing is going to play out with film because you know disney now controlling everything is this going to be a tactic that they use have they been talking to you know college scouts like is this something <laughs> that's like let's go get the little guys and, and you know shape them to be how we want and yeah. instead of like you know getting the pretentious directors that have already done a bunch of stuff or have made their art piece and so <laughs> they think they're justified in demanding a bunch of money who knows but uh Black Panther was good. It's not my my all time favorite Marvel film, but I need to see it again though because we watched it in the theater. People fucking cheered the whole time, so I couldn't hear. They they showed uh, yeah. uh, for reference at this time of the year the Eagles just won the Super Bowl, uh, and so they showed this fucking projection of the Eagles logo on the ceiling. Shit, Some yeah. fucking right as the person. lights went out. The and the opening scene started in the yeah, movie. Yeah, and they start with yeah, my biggest bugaboo is narration. They start with narration, and they're telling important story elements, and you can't yeah. hear it because people are booing and cheering at the same time. And one <laughs> white random dude, definitely a white dude, he yells, <laughs> shut up! And then, like, everybody went quiet. But It was an experience. I gotta say, oh, I want to watch the movie again though before I have my like full. Yeah, I do want to see it again. I agree. It was it was hard to cut through the uh, the cheering and the laughter and the applauding and this and that. But to be fair, uh, you know the crowd was having a lot of fun yeah. and you know oh, it, it was fucking nine hundred of them. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the big theater. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So yeah, we were on Andrews Air Force Base watching it, and I was really surprised nice that the theater was that nice large. Opposite. Oh, what are they gonna do? Like, <laughs> go into the theater and show some porn? Like, yeah, man, that's my biggest fear. Turn a commander's call. My biggest fear. Oh my Imagine that. <laughs> I would. I would. I'd buy a ticket to see that shit. No, stop, stop. You're just now. You're just <laughs> inspiring, <laughs> influencing. Don't even. But uh, no, it was. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to see it again. It's not like I said. It's not my my top. I'd say Civil War is probably still my yep. top movie. Yeah, Civil agree. War. But Civil uh, War. uh, Winter Soldier is my favorite. Marvel. That's number two. That's, well, it was okay. a better it was a better movie when it came to we're not we haven't even fucking talked about the movie about we haven't even started but, talking about Call of Heroes, but, but that's cool. Uh, Civil War is number two. For, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Guardians is number two for me. The first uh, one. Yeah, the first the one. The first one. It's got to be the first yeah. one. Yeah. The second one was good, but it wasn't, it's like, I don't know, seven on the list. But like Guardians is number two, but my my favorite is Winter Soldier because um, it was just a great character movie. But anyway. What about Doctor Strange? Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange sucked Doctor balls. Strange is, what? No. 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 So good. It sucked balls. It was, it was so a throwaway good. movie. It was a filler movie. No. It was a, hey, we need to introduce a character so I agree with the filler aspect. I do agree with that. Yeah. Yes. The, Doctor Strange would have never have gotten a movie if the the they weren't going for the Infinity War. However, my, one of my know? favorite scenes in all of Marvel movies is at the end when he keeps using the time gem uh, or time stone to like just annoy the fuck out. Kill himself over and yeah, over again. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts in any Marvel movie, yeah. but the movie itself yeah. didn't have to happen. You could have introduced his origin uh, in somebody else's movie, but no, I, I like doctors. Well, okay. <laughs> what about Spider Man Homecoming? I loved Homecoming. I didn't see it. Okay, because that that falls into the whole like I mean like okay, so you have the whole Avengers. That's literally a cash grab. Like, but the movie That's itself, just Sony the, trying to yeah, hang it, on was, to their rights. it was, it was, and Sony was a big part of that. But the movie itself, to me, was a great movie. 
It was. Now it was, I have to put that up there. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't speak on oh it. Oh my gosh. But it was a great movie because I, I watched the trailers and I'm like, Iron Man's in it. I'm like, this is they're going to use that as a crutch and Sony's fucking up and whatever. But it was a great Spider-Man movie. He was a high schooler. He was a smart kid. Like, it was the comic book Spider-Man that I know. Exactly. And he was a kid, like... He was a kid. He's, yeah. He is a kid. The actor's a kid, so... Yeah. Hmm. So... So, Call of Heroes. Anyway... Yeah, so yeah, Call of Duty. Call of Call of Battle on the field of duty. Uh this movie He used that joke in the other recording. It's his fault. I did, but it's funnier the second time around, Joe. I don't think so. Way to sell it. God damn it. Anyway. (laughs) So this was made in the and this is another joke I made, the Hollywood of China, Hong Kong. And uh I don't like I already said, I don't like the description that IMDb gives us. This came out in 2016. It's a 6.4 on IMDb, which is actually that's respectable, respectable. Yeah. I'd say. I would rate yeah, it higher. It's respectable. Probably. Yeah, I agree with that too. I'd probably go with a seven. But uh, so there's warlords, you know, vying for control over China or different sections of China. Really, I doubt they're trying to unify it because then you start getting into imperial China. But anyway, so you got different warlords, and one of them has a son who's a a murderous Sorry. jackass. He's definitely just, a yeah, just a. Definitely, yeah, anti-social. just a sociopathic, psychopathic, entitled, spoiled little rich brat. I don't know if there's rich, I'm sure he's rich based on plunder, but yeah. So, this little tiny village gets caught up in these in these wars, man, because this, this guy is basically chasing refugees from a larger city. He, he executed some kids, and some of them fled with their teacher to a smaller village. He follows him there, ends up murdering some more people. So, the villager or the village sheriff locks him up for murder and says he's going to execute him at daybreak. Well, the army that backs this warlord and his subsequent son obviously is not having that. So they give the townsfolk until sundown to flee or they will all be murdered. So that's that's the premise of the story is a village versus an army and the characters involved in that struggle. And it was pretty cool, man. It's, uh, it was our first kung fu flick on Netflix. So that's always exciting. Um, <laughs> back when I realized I wasn't recording, I was actually going to start talking about how when I was like 16, 17, I worked at Safeway in the produce section. And Tim the Meat Man, <laughs> I still don't even know his last name, dude. But seriously, he worked in the meat department. His name was Tim. The Meat Man. He was kind of a weird guy. Yeah, he was kind of a weird guy. Mm-hmm. But we hung out with him. He'd buy us beer every now and then. And so he had like this huge collection of Korean films. And that's where my uh, like journey started, I guess you could say, with like Asian cinema. Um, Musa, if you guys have never seen that, that's like the the Korean version of Braveheart. Old Boy, that's where I found that one. Griggs, yeah, you saw that one. One of the most. And they remade it horribly with Josh ever. Brolin. Yeah, Old Boy, the whole the whole Mr. Vengeance trilogy is from there. Um, Battle Royale, fuck that movie's insane. Oh, Ichi the Killer, the audition, like all these movies I watched when I was young, man, that I had no idea existed. And Jones and I were talking about how the Asian, or not even the Asian, the Eastern, because Russians do it too, mm-hmm. I guess. And anyway, so the, the Eastern style of storytelling is much different than the Western style of storytelling. And it works. Like it's cool, man. I like I watch a lot of anime and I enjoy it because, like, they have some of the best stories. I'm sure Griggs will second this because I know he watches anime oh, as man. well. And I had a good racist joke too in the last wow. recording, and like, it's gone now. Jesus, it had to do with black people and anime, but damn it. Or kung fu. No, black people and kung, kung fu, fu. That's kung what you fu. said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, Death Note. Death Note's a fucking amazing story. The Netflix one, right? No. Oh yeah, totally. totally. Where they they had a kid who wanted to be a weeb play. <laughs> the fucking that was terrible. No, the animated the anime. You got to watch the anime. But that's like to me, that's one of the best stories. And um, to be honest, I'm not even that deep into anime. Like I hated Attack on Titan. Well, that's so, the one Kennedy. Which likes. I know. It. Yeah, everybody went crazy for it. I don't and, care for it either. Ugh. Not really. It's, it was a cool idea, but I just I hate inconsistencies with characters, man. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna make somebody a badass, they stay a badass. If like you can have 
issues that cause them to have a momentary lapse in their badass, but you can't just change the rules all willy-nilly in your universe. So the main character of that show, I can't remember, he's like trying to be like a Titan Slayer or whatever. Well, as a young child, he fucking murdered two grown men like in hand-to-hand combat. And then all of a sudden when he's a like he's grown up and he's a teenager, he struggles with fighting. Like, no, I'm sorry. You just murdered two grown like killers <laughs> in hand combat and you didn't even have an issue with it. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is too hard. Fucking that ruined it for me. I quit watching after that episode. I have yet to go back. So Berserk, that's the one you need to watch. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. I watched uh Devil Devil Man, that was pretty good. Um one Punch Man, that's pretty good too. Saitama. So Saitama, mm. that's his name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So this movie, Kung Fu, Netflix. Fifteen Amazing. minutes in, we're gonna talk about the movie. Fifteen <laughs> minutes, yeah. But hey man, like no. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this is what this, this is that's what we the do best now. part about this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a little bit of everything. You said it. Five five minutes of actual movie conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it all relates somehow. That's so true. it's all it's all we good. We got to encompass the club. But um so let's talk about these preconceived. Was, oh, you beat me to it. Had. <laughs> I was just about to say it before you know? I was gonna before. say I am not a fan of wire fighting. Oh, I'm and not. he stole just, my whole wire. <laughs> go ahead. Go no, 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 That's all. No, Greg's Greg's do it, man. Just Shut him up for a minute. I'm done. I mean, that's it. But, oh my God. Uh, no, let's talk Everybody about like it. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I, I hated I, it. I hated it. Yeah. What was I, I 12, like I 13 when that came out? No, nah, I was. That was a long shit, I was in the army when that came out. But anyway, um, yeah, go ahead, lad. 2000. Holy yeah. shit. So, um, the whole wire yeah, thing. I, I like 11. the old school kung fu. Like, you know, 13. when they might jump up and like, you can tell that they just switched the camera angle. He's only jumping two feet in the air, but they just, like, you know, go yeah. under his feet. But this whole Peter Pan flying across the, like, treetops and shit, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. So I think it's, because it happens a lot in anime style. Like, you know, even if you look at, like, Naruto... I can't say Dragon Ball Z here because they just they legit fly. But <laughs> um, but some of these, you know, they run through treetops and stuff like that. And Princess Mononoke comes to mind when he's like they're running along the rooftops. Yeah, but it doesn't look as fake as this. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's it animated. That's because, I mean, yeah, that's why it doesn't look yeah. as fake because the whole thing's already exactly. fake. Yeah. You know, so it, like it messes with your brain. That's. I read a really interesting article on why the use of CG now in movies is bad. And it's because it's gotten so good that our brain's like, oh, that's fake. You know, it breaks the realism. What's well, called, it's, that's it's called weird, the, uncan- man. Uh, the Uncanny Valley. There's like this tiny yeah. little point like between uh, CG and, and photograph where right before it hits photograph, uh, we recognize that it's CG, and it, it we automatically notice. Like our brain is so attuned to catching patterns and stuff, so that, like Tarkin in, um, we talked about Star uh, Wars, Star Wars, uh, yeah. Rogue One. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't get to mention it last time, but the uncanny uncanny value is is this point where, no question, we recognize that it's fake. Right, and and, and yeah, to go to your point. The CG has gotten so good that we have gotten so good as viewers to recognize when right. it's CG. Now, There's you, a lot of it in this movie. What'd you think about Philip Seymour yeah, Hoffman in um, uh, the Hunger Games? Hunger Games? I appreciated it. it because that guy is a legend and he didn't get to finish filming. And I just, I don't know. That was, to me, that was the one time to, to CG a character into a movie. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It, it was one of those one-off passes. Like, if Carrie Fisher were CG'd into the rest of Star Wars, um, I would have been fine if that meant that they changed how she died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. What about, what about Paul Walker? I was fine with that. That was a... I, I didn't yeah. like the movie itself, but 
That was a touching moment. I like that part. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It was a good way to like bring closure yeah. to that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. But yeah, there was some CG in this for sure. And uh, but they had like actual sets, and then mm-hmm. they just filled in the blanks with CG. Yeah. But it's it's funny that you know the CG's gotten so good, and you get to that the valley as you're talking about. Because I remember watching Jurassic Park when I was a kid. Yeah. It's- all practical. between the anime well not all of it yeah, there it was, was cg not yeah. all of it yeah there's there's the raptors were cg in some of the scenes um but between the practical effects and the cg i was fucking convinced the dinosaurs were back I still am like, <laughs> that movie that movie was so well put together <laughs> i not remember terrible. reading something where steven spielberg like brought his grandkids on set and like the t-rex scared the shit out of him yeah and like, also yeah, none of those dinosaurs were alive during the jurassic period yeah. yeah. Well, hey, whatever. Like it's his universe. Fuck and evolution. When you, yeah. <laughs> when you've created Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park and ET, and then maybe ET. you can say something about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know where we're going with the CG. Thing. <laughs> I'm totally derailed at this fucking. The, we were talking about the. Oh, we were talking about the yeah, wire fighting and shit. Yeah. 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 So they minimized it in this movie. It was there, but it was just enough that like I didn't hate it. You know. Yeah, but I was nervous going in. I was really nervous that it was going to be yeah. one of the movies. Dude. I thought it was going to be saturated with like stupid, like meaningless martial arts where just they just keep swinging a fucking sword around and there's just sparks <laughs> everywhere. And then like they do a bunch of stupid kicks nobody would do in real life. And but I think they did a good balance of like fantasy fighting and realistic, like visceral, fuck you up, violent fighting. Yeah, it was pretty like straight to the yeah. point. Like when they wanted to hurt somebody, they fucking mm-hmm. hurt them, you know, instead of like the dramatic, let's have a monologue while we, or a dialogue while we fight kind of stuff. Yeah. It was just like, no, I'm going to kill you now. So, and I really appreciated this spaghetti Western motif that they slapped on this. Yeah. The, the, uh, the one character, Ma, Ma Fung. I don't Dude, know. I, I call him the wanderer. Monkey with names, King, man. The monkey yeah, you got it. You got it. The monkey yeah, king. Monkey. Yeah, the kids kept calling him the monkey king. Everybody had uh, Sun Wukong. Everybody. See, the thing about it is, everybody had a name title is. that you could give them. Like you had the teacher, yeah. you had the sheriff, you had the colonel, the um, monkey king. Yeah, it was it was straight up borrowing from westerns, yeah, dude. dude. Like it was so good. But even had the like the hat rode in on the horse, like all silver dollar trilogy style, Clint Eastwood and shit, like. Yeah, it was really cool, and I uh, I don't know. Would you so Jones? You're all about arcs and stuff. Like, what do you think about these characters, man? So what we, we touched on it a little bit, but Eastern Eastern storytelling doesn't typically deal with conflict. They just something happens and they just kind of talk about it and shit happens. But this movie was like a perfect mix between like Western and Eastern storytelling, and like you could tell. Because there was fucking conflict. There was a the bad guy, and he did things, and there were stakes. Like, if uh, there were moral issues, and, like, if he dealt with this criminal, then these people die. And, like, so there was, it was, like, a perfect mix between Western and Eastern storytelling, and that was really cool to me. Um, and then... It was very layered. Yeah, yeah, totally. In terms of the characters overlapping on each other. Because yeah. the sheriff had, like, the sense of duty... And the sense of saving the town, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. yeah, saving he was the town. Torn. Like yeah. he he wanted to save yeah. all of his people, but it was also, you know, He's do do I not in. uphold the law because I'm afraid of you know a bully? But he also knew deep down that that guy was what he was, regardless. And even if he did let him go, there's still gonna be constant. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, it was very layered, and I, I really appreciated it. Um, what'd you think, Griggs? Like, there were so many characters that had different arcs throughout this that was pretty cool. The entire, how could I say, watching the movie made me overlook the um the wire, the wire flying, so to speak. Yeah. Until it happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck, here we go. But it, it wasn't that much, <laughs> like it wasn't that much. But like, um, how can I say? I found myself following the sheriff more than anybody else. Keenan was his name. Well, that's how it was spelled. It could be pronounced some other way. But um, watching the movie, I was looking at a whole bunch of the little things, like the wardrobes. That's that's the first yeah. thing that I noticed. Like, you know, the um, commandant or whatever, um, what was it, junior commandant? Junior, yeah. He came in with mm-hmm. the all white on. 
and then the um they even mentioned it yeah, in the movie. They, yeah towards oh, you, the changed, you changed over to yeah. black and um yeah the fat guy the mayor or the what was he called no he was just like a rich guy he wasn't the governor he was um he was just a, a wealthy guy that's all he was yeah i thought for i personally thought he was like the fucking crime boss yeah at first what, town, I, mean, I thought that he was like the mafia no, he's like, a giant he was a giant pussy who had a lot of oh, money yeah, almost definitely <laughs> what he was. but what happened i mean like the outfits i was looking at the outfits and i was like um like mm-hmm. you know with movies like lord of the rings and stuff they try and get an authentic like you know wardrobe like you know they try and make it like it was made back then and all so i'm thinking to myself like you know back is then. this like what history book is Middle Earth existing the- for you? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to read that one. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, you write your jokes out better the second time around. But um <laughs> anyway, got me off my damn train of thought if I had one. But anyway, um <laughs> no, I enjoyed the movie as well. And like I said, the oh shit moment. I had like two or three of them. I was like, oh shit. Like when he just murdered the teacher and the kid. Yeah. That's the part I was watching when we were out there and I was like, I can't okay. believe that shit just happened. See, and, and, and to me, yeah, I was wondering what that moment was when you were talking. So you were kind of early on in the movie. I thought it was something else. What did you think it was? Yeah, I'd be I'd be lying if I said I wasn't like anticipating something in the movie. I was thinking there was going to be like a fucking twist. I thought for a second he was actually going to turn into the real Monkey King and there was going to be like a whole layer of magic to it. You know, I was like waiting because <laughs> Griggs like kind of hyped it up. <laughs> Damn, so y'all yeah. were disappointed but, by the... No, no, no. Huh? But what I thought, what I thought you meant was towards the end when um, uh, the, I'm going to call him the Monkey King and the, the Colonel were fighting on those like jars. Yeah, the jars. And then the, and then the Colonel... The whole time was just trying to fucking kill him, and then the jars fall down, and then he's like, "Oh shit!" Now I'm gonna save him and die. Yeah, like all of a sudden, I thought that's yeah. what you meant. But. Well, that was one of the old shit moments, but no, when he just this crazy fucking little spoiled brat just he put it. <laughs> I mean, he put out the gold Glock. It just basically like put two in like everybody. a Walter. Like yeah, what, yeah, well, yeah, whatever it was. But I mean, he just. Caster Troy. Yeah, that's exactly. Points anybody who gets that reference. He just straight fucking (laughs) killed him. It was crazy, and it was nothing to him. Yeah, he laughed about it. Like he he was mad that he couldn't kill more people. He was having fun doing all that. And then when he killed the fat guy with the chicken bone. What the hell? He bit yeah, the, the, the colonel. Yeah. yeah, you saw him bite the end off. I said, "This nasty motherfucker!" And he just spit the piece on the table, and it just started like stabbing him. He said, "You need to. We're eating. Shut up. <laughs> Shut yeah. up." And then he killed everybody. Well, he was going to kill everybody anyway. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, originally it was going to be half the town, right? And then right. after everything said, nah, fuck played it. out, he said, "It was yeah, I'm going to kill everybody." But now. watch. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so watching that part. He reminded me of Claw from Black Ulysses Panther. Ulysses Claw? Black Panther? Yeah. Just like unnecessarily laughing or like yeah. kind of out of place shit. Yeah. yeah, that. so yeah, that's my take on it. So, But I feel like this villain was executed better than... So I liked Claw, but... No I felt, way! You didn't like <laughs> no, him? No, I liked him, but dude... Oh. Andy Serkis fucking killed that character. Like... He was on point. I loved Ulysses Claw. Way. I just didn't like the whole, uh, when they're like fleeing the casino mm-hmm. and he was like, that was cool as shit or whatever he that's said. That's his character. That's who he is. He's fucking Yeah, careless. I guess. I like, just, I feel like he could have, I don't know. But they oh man, I really hope this episode airs after everybody has a chance to see that movie. Yeah, we don't want to spoil <laughs> the Black Panther for a bunch of people. It comes out to, tonight. Uh, yeah, 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 for right, like the early right, viewings. Right. I think they're officially probably. launches. Because yeah, we had on tickets Friday. for tonight, but we we gonna go see it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah so. Cool, cool, cool. No, I, yeah. <laughs> Greg's and I were talking about it later. Like we both really liked Claw. I just that one that one line of dialogue. I would have done something different there if it was sure. me. But that's just because yeah. Claw was crazy as fuck yeah. as well. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was like a, a not Vickers. Was it Vickers from Elysium? Yeah, Vickers. Is that his name? Yeah, <laughs> like that's a really no, good no, 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 no. He's a Kruger. He was Vickers. Kruger, he was Kruger. Yeah. He was Vickers, Vickers in, um, in District, District Nine. 9. Yeah. yeah, that I was yeah. confused. 
Yeah, he doesn't yeah, play Kruger a lot of uh, live action characters, but buddy of mine, we're looking up all the characters he played live action. He, no, really. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorites, though. Ulysses Claw. Smeagol. He he did play Smeagol. Yeah, that wasn't a live action character. Was, the Hobbit version of was. him was though. Eating the what? raw fish and everything. Yeah, he he changed into when he fucking when he when they're out fishing on the canoe and or the rowboat. And he finds the ring the first time. When he's still a hobbit, he hasn't transformed into yeah. Gollum. Oh, that's my right. precious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a different actor. Nice that's fucking awesome. No, that, that was him, dude. So did you see Shmee? <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Smeagol, man. Taters? What are taters? <laughs> Give it to us raw and wriggling. Anyway, all right, back to um, Griggs likes it raw <laughs> and what? wriggling. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, fucking stupid. Holy shit! So this movie had a lot of comedy in it, man. That I actually really appreciated. The fucking the Wanderer, Mei Fung, Monkey King, Sun Wukong, whatever you want to call him, was hilarious, dude. Every time the teacher came up and talked to him, he just acted like she was trying to like get in his yeah. pants, and it fucking killed me, dude. He's like, women are so brazen yeah. these days, and she's like literally asking for help. Yeah. <laughs> she's begging. <laughs> and then she comes up to him later as he's sleeping, and he's like, I just want you to know, I'm not a loose man. I'm not like that. <laughs> I mean, this, in, like, in those moments were funny, yeah. but I thought they were way misplaced for this movie, though. Yeah, it, it was bit. conflicting just, like tone for me, but maybe it's a cultural thing. And maybe. that's what I was wondering. Like the whole time watching yeah. it, I was like, is this a because it seemed like it was an all-star cast, like you know, for this movie because everybody fit their part. Okay, Chris. No. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh Okay. <laughs> so there's there's other like I mean, he made fun of the guy that was trying to rob him. He's like, it's a rub rub ru- robbery. You know? <laughs> that was funny. He made fun of a stutter. <laughs> In that scene, I don't know if the viewers or the viewers, nobody watches it. The listeners out there remember Outcast. But like I remember um that was Hayden Christensen. <laughs> the scene that like we first see Hayden Christensen oh, after yeah, his like yeah, wartime. Right. It was a similar thing, except he was really drunk instead of like uh, what do you call He's high on opiates or something. Yeah, shit, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it was the exact same thing. He was like the drunken master, sort of uh, accidentally beat everybody, but wasn't ever a contest. But yeah. I wonder what uh, this came afterwards, but yeah, I think so. But that's a that's a but that's yeah, a common was... trope. Like uh, a, somebody's drunk in a bar or a restaurant yeah, and, and they get robbed. And like that's a common trope in Eastern films. Oh okay. I didn't yeah, it's it's hmm. easy to do, and drunken masters fun and like funny and all that kind of stuff. Jackie Chan did two versions of drunken yeah. master. One when he was like fucking like yeah, nineteen one, or some 1977 shit. Nineteen seventy seven one or some shit like that. Yeah, and then one like much much later when he was like hundred and ninety. <laughs> swear that guy doesn't age. He does, but he doesn't. You need to see. Have you seen the latest movie? Um, I don't know. No, it's called the, the foreigner, the foreigner. The yeah, foreigner, yeah. It was, it was mm-hmm. entertaining, and you could tell he was old, but like, he showed that he was old during the movie. Like, you know, he'd get finished fighting, and he'd put his hands on his knees and rest, and then see him coming. He was like, mm. "Oh fuck it, they come again." He'd run like. <laughs> he, he stole that from the raid, by the way. From what? That so the raid. Um, oh, raid. It's a Vietnamese. Redemption? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the second one. Right? Yeah, the second one. So I've only seen their the hallway one. scene is fucking good. iconic. Yeah. But the, the the redemption one was much better. But um, they had this. They introduced the idea of wait, the fighter would be really tired, and then so right. a lot of like uh, Daredevil recreated that. Um, same yeah. with uh, the Punisher recreated that. But but yeah. Well. To be fair, to really be fair, it goes all the way back to the first Indiana Jones when he just shoots the sword guy. Well, that one, that one was improv because he was sick. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to. He, he don't want to do the scene, so he's like, well, "Can I just shoot him?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that poor guy had been practicing his sword skills for like six weeks, like getting ready for that fight. <laughs> but it's iconic. That's that's a great. Yeah. Point. 
yeah. So you guys got any other uh, highlights? Because I, I got a pretty good one, in my opinion, but I want to give you guys yeah. um, room to For talk. For me, probably my favorite scene. So this movie also is a four-act movie. Don't you do it. Don't you steal my thunder? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So He's stealing everybody of, else's. He might as well steal yours, too. <laughs> so go ahead. Well, we didn't get this far in the last recording, so I have no idea what you guys are going to say. But oh, am I supposed to be recording right now? All right, start over again. Here we go, <laughs> yeah. and welcome back. So we um, yeah. we're here to talk about a movie. No, so the 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 scene where they're kind of like on a pond. Maybe it's a uh, rice paddy. I'm not sure what it is, but um, th- these like spiked fences come up oh. out of nowhere. God damn and it. then like <laughs> underneath the water, Who took the time to build that for real. It doesn't like, matter. It's fucking cool. <laughs> And then, but but the thing about that scene was, first of all, it was really fucking cool. Like the whole the fight choreography was cool and like all that stuff. But like it reminded me so much of like Mortal Kombat. Yes. Where like mm. where you yeah. like punch the or kick the dude and they land on spikes or they land in acid or like whatever. But let me go ahead and scratch yeah. off my highlight. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. Keep going. But then, like, so the reason why I like that scene so much, though, was because his buddy, the the sheriff's buddy, I don't know anybody's name, but, like, the sheriff's friend or whatever, he, he dies. It was, like, Lou or something like that, right? I don't know his name. Um, L-I, it was L-I-U. L-I-A-O. Yeah, Lou Capture. Lau. Lau. Yeah, whatever. Lau. Um, he had a really cool, Cap. very, like, poignant death. Like, he was falling very slowly to the ground and, like, he was very heroic because he could have left. They said, leave now. And he comes back and fights and saves his friend. Um, that, so as, as far as storytelling goes, that was a brilliant moment because it was an effective call to action for the sheriff. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm going to go back and I'm going to fuck shit up. And it was the end of the second act because they go into the next act, the third act, and, you know, it's all sad and somber and whatever. So it was like it was actually really good, and the, and I mentioned earlier the Western storytelling. This is, this is a part of that, you know, in the second act with some shitty that happens, but the third act ended with some shitty that happened too. But, but yeah, that was one of my that was one of my favorite things. I don't want to steal everything. I I like this movie really really. So, mine's just before that fight scene, that dialogue between the sheriff and his buddy. Yeah was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I think I thought it was one of the best acted scenes too. His buddy yes. Lau or Lou or whatever, that dude can fucking act, man. Yeah, I know. Like, dude, that emotion was so pure and just like it was awesome. And I, and I wrote down Pat Healy could learn some things about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz this guy knows how to emote, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Yeah, that was yeah, that was Great. He kept saying, like, I've been with you for 30 years. I've listened to everything you told me. Like, it's your turn to fucking follow my exactly. orders, man. And, like, God, it was just so powerful. And we got that from reading. Yeah, and he said, I've always yeah, been exactly. good he was. Yeah. I've always been there for yeah. you. Just this one time. What did he say? Don't kill us all. Yeah. He said, don't kill us all. But um, on the flip side of that, the kids, the kids acting was fucking horrible, man. I mean, granted, the kids, but <laughs> the part teacher, ah, everybody's crying at the same time, the same pitch, the same link. No, ah, it was yeah. cringeworthy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know I just flipped the whole script, Andre Nate. No, it's oh, not, yeah, it's true, man. Like, it was, yeah. yeah. I, but, like, the the fighting was, like I said earlier, but that that scene where they're at that pond, where he like kills that one dude who was gonna he was supposed to be like the leader of that protection group of the really rich guy. I called him um Chinese Chinese Channing Tatum. Sure. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Like if that. you were to take Channing Tatum and Asian <laughs> Asian fi him, that's what you get. But his death was so cool, like in in you know, movie form. Like I don't like people dying, but yeah. Like they they he strangled him and then he like pushed him down and then his neck like was bent back. Like that was yeah. really cool. But like one of my favorite lines in the movie though was and it was it went along with the theme of, you know, justice and like what what do you do? Like what lengths do you go to uphold justice? And one of the lines was brute force will beat reason every time. Every time yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that was good, man. And like it's true and it sucks. 
And like that's that's what I loved about this movie. It was like the sheriff, all he wanted to do was put this guy up for crime, for murdering three people the whole time. And his whole town was gonna go to fucking they're all gonna be killed because of his uh you know honor or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, it was it, and it's crazy. I read this whole movie. Right, and I get all this shit from it, and that's that's how well it was acted, and that's how well it was put together. But yeah, I yeah, this, this is definitely one of my uh, new favorites that we've done on the podcast. Indeed, and it re like kindled my love for like kung fu films, man. Like I, I used to watch them all the time. Like I had the fucking a steel DVD case. It's like the Jackie Chan collection. And a lot of the movies are in subtitles because they were never released in America and shit, you know? Like, I fucking dug that out. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to be doing on my off days next week is watching some Jackie Chan flicks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so this movie is great. Griggs, do you have any more uh, highlights to add before we move on to some negatives? Considering they've been stolen, but nah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I sound right, like, I'll steal I sound, another one. Here we I sound go. Like Chris, I sound like Chris this week, all right? For real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do <laughs> now that I'm like you know listening to myself don't no. worry listeners Chris doesn't listen to the show so he doesn't know we're talking about it. <laughs> no. um, back on that um, on a Mortal Kombat thing the the wife what's his um, Keenan's wife the sheriff's wife when she pulled out the Kel when she pulled out the um, what's her name <laughs> Keenan and Kel my god y'all full of fucking jokes today oh my god that was a good show though <sighs> all that I don't dude I don't remember names though honestly like, well the, the um female the um the sheriff's wife when she was fighting and she pulled out the fans and I was like oh god we got a fucking Kitana right now but it wasn't fans it was a fucking seat chair that broke in half like I loved that dude. yeah it did but it was yeah dude it looked like and fans. she fucked some dude up with she it she did too. like she cut like two and the sheriff was using a goddamn soup ladle yeah like <laughs> that, now that bad whole, ass dude that his whole final fight scene like you know, when he was trying to um kill the commandant, mm-hmm. that other than the two or three times where they overdid the the wire flying, all of the fight scenes were fucking spectacular. But um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little less camera cuts, though. There was, you know, a lot of these style movies are praised on their choreography. Because they spend so much time rehearsing and their stunt team is absolutely amazing. Like they have some of the best fucking stunt teams in the world, man. And I was a little disappointed that there was some so many cuts and some. But of these it was fight one scenes, fight scene. It, it seemed like it was one take. I can't remember which one it was because I no, there wasn't. There wasn't a um, a single shot. But there wasn't. There weren't any scenes that were a single. Just shot, one single but, shot. Okay. But they did so and. To, to your point, though, they did a great job at so that what that tells me is they did a good job at preparing choreogra- uh, choreography for the fight, uh, directing, and then editing. So everybody was on the same page, and it was just mm-hmm. so such seem like last week. Uh, one of James's biggest gripe was the shaky cam. This movie, yeah. you don't think about the edit; you're just watching the movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. And then, when they did do camera cuts, though, it wasn't the classic left to right, left to right, because you're never supposed to break a 180 in a fight scene. Well, right? in any, like you're in supposed any to keep scene, it. But yeah, yeah, but in a fight scene, you're always supposed to keep that two dimensional because it creates that adversarial effect. You know what I mean? It's easy for our brains to follow. But they did some like top down, like bird's eye yeah. shots Dude. of fight. So they had it was a, awesome. They had a 32 million dollar budget, and this is exactly what I expect from a 32 million dollar budget. Like. They used the they right amount of money the with the right camera, it. the right gear, uh, cranes. Dr- there were some drone shots. Like they, they knew what they. This director knew what he was doing. Yeah, no, it was, it was excellent. So let's let's move on to some negatives because yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a I got a couple. Um, nothing super glaring. I mean, I kind of already talked about the the cuts on some of the fight scenes. I would have liked to see some more streamlined choreography, uh, and. I don't know some of the flashbacks. Yeah, I don't, I just it didn't do it for me in a sense. Like it felt a little interruptive. I guess you could say. I don't know. Maybe it was just the pacing, or maybe I was 
missed something and it didn't segue very well for me. But no, I, I, I agree, I man. Thought, I think flashbacks. I thought are, some of the flashbacks were out of place. You I know? think flashbacks are just as bad as narration. Mm. It's just like, all right, so this thing happened to me. Instead of like, like in the Star Wars: A New Hope, where uh, Obi Wan says, "And he was a good friend." So that that tells so much history. <laughs> Fucking nerdy as hell, but that 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 tells so much more history than a flashback or three fucking prequels. But like, <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget the Obi Wan spinoff that's going to be coming later. But if they go in, never mind. We'll get into that later. As long, hey, I just I just want to see the 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 actual Kessel Run. That's like I want to see. I that don't want to see. I, what I want to see is them to just say, "Nope, Han Solo, we're scrapping it. Fuck it." We we we. But they just released a teaser. For I know. It, I know. Oh, a full blown trailer. I would uh, be. I, I would it. be I so happy it. if they said, "You know what? We're not in love with this product. We showed you a trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We're gonna scrap the project." I would respect the but fuck y- out of Disney. You know, there's producers that. out there going. Uh, I want my thirty million back. Yeah. I want my eighty million back. No, I like, know, man. But yeah, the uh, whatever. But and then Obi Wan, <laughs> they're talking about a trilogy and like. Oh no, no, that's too much. Yeah. No, we have the the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. We Star don't Wars need. Rebels for me summed it up where he fought. Yeah. He fought Darth, Darth Maul. Maul it was a three time. second yeah. fight. Perfect. That's all I needed. But now we're gonna have like yeah. a Logan style. Um, Probably rated R is my guess. Uh, Obi Wan movie, but we'll see. What are we talking? What was the? Were you negative? Negatives. <laughs> <laughs> talk about flashbacks. Flashback. Talk about flashbacks. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry. I so you be careful the flashback when it was the Monkey King and the Colonel. I didn't so, like it. The first one when they were like the guards on the caravan, and then it kind of gave. Because he was like, you know, they were having the dialogue. You threw away our lives. You ruined our businesses. Like, Jones is right. Like, that dialogue was enough to exactly. explain you don't why have to there's show a it. history between them. Yeah, they didn't need to show it. But for the scene, for what it was, I appreciated it. Like, I didn't hate the way the scene played out. I just didn't think it needed to be but what there. about the last one when they were just sitting there having a conversation? Like, So... That one I, I liked like because one. it explains why the fight played out the way it Explained did. The why egg. he went back to save him. You know? he, he tossed the yeah. egg to him. He said thanks. Yeah, I. Agree. So that was a, that was a payoff to a setup. So that one I appreciated. Yeah, yeah you're right, Kirk. That was a good one. But yeah, they didn't need the one where there were the guards on the caravan. I, I thought they could have done without that. Yeah, because they already said it. It's redundant at that point. Yeah. Hey, look, we have history. You don't have to show that. Like that's it. You've said it in your dialogue. I agree. I don't know. But you agree because you got, you got some negatives? Uh, I've already told you my negatives. <laughs> the the kids crying. Well, not what, what, about us about or about Jones, the movie? But... Oh, get the yeah. fuck. <laughs> Both. No. Okay. The, um... <laughs> the negatives. Okay. The negatives, like the kids crying, the, um, the wire scenes, the one flashback, like y'all said, it, it didn't have to be there, but it's not that big of a deal for me. Why was this fucking Lieutenant Commandant so crazy? I mean, like, he tried to hang himself, and, and he was really, like, going to kill himself. Like, why? I don't know. I, I just... Yeah, bigger question. Why did they let him attempt to do it, and then all of a sudden flip a switch? No, 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 cut the chain. We got to yeah, go help him. there and watched him for, like, a solid 45 yeah. seconds before they decided yeah. to So intervene. both valid questions. Because I thought he was really, yeah. I, I was like, okay, like, why would you get him down? He's already fucking dead. You got to, like, bring him back to life, and his father's coming to kill any, everybody anyway. But, yeah. yeah. And also, I didn't really care too much for how the townspeople treated the sheriff. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's, you know, like, initially I understood the struggle. But after the fact, when they've all decided to commit to the fight and this and that, like... You bet you, you bitches better make him fucking like governor or mayor at this point because you all turned your back on him, forced him to resign, go against all of his fucking principles. He was willing to die for you. And now you want to get committed to the fight. Like, come yeah, on. Nah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, was... and to play into that, the final scene where they all killed the commandant, the junior commandant, yeah. it didn't do anything to me because 
Where the they fuck were you the whole time? Glory, you were ready to like abandon him and like shun yeah. him from the town. Yeah, he's already sent this Get kid up, off of with Troy. the grandmother, whoever it was, and yeah, yeah. But okay, the other part, the CGI with the whip. <laughs> that whip was cool though, man. I yeah, like the whip, whip, but the CGI part yeah, with the it when CGI he's sitting there pretty... waiting, and it was. Yeah. yeah, we're just spinning like a spiral, and it just looked like a looped animation. It wasn't like yeah. unique at all. It looked yeah. like claymation, like the old. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. Yeah, those are my negatives. I'm done. But that's those are all pretty small in the grand scheme of things, man. I thought this was a great movie. It honestly, was. I really enjoyed it. It was. Yeah. Here. Oh, the um, one last thing, and it's small, but it I fucking noticed it throughout the whole thing. So I had to like be mindful to not pay attention to it. The, like the re-recording when they go back and re-record okay, the audio. So I was saving that for the end. So, so out of sync. Dude. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm, I'm glad we saved this till the end. Um, so that's called dubbing essentially. It's ADR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically what happened. So I was wondering why. So sometimes the, the lip sync was on and sometimes it was off. And I was wondering why that was the case. Um, and I know a lot of times uh, you can you can you can notice it in most movies. Sometimes, like if they're on like a jib or not a jib, um, like a rig or something, and it's moving around. There's hydraulics. There's fans blowing in their face, and they're saying stuff. You can't clean that up, so they'll go in and do ADR. They'll just record their voice. But a lot, apparently, Chinese like uh, media, a lot of Chinese media. There's so many dialects of Chinese that's, languages. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to do research on this. I'm not saying this off the top of my head. I don't know this. But like, yeah. basically, there are so many dialects and there are a lot of people that just don't have good acting voices in China. Yeah, that's a good point. I never even thought of that. Yeah. So it's a very, very, very common, from my tiny bit of Googling, it's a very <laughs> common thing for them to just dub the entire movie. And some of the actors, hmm. they don't know the language that it's going to be outputted to. So they say what they think the character is going to say. So sometimes the lips don't line up to what the subtitles say. Because they're speaking Cantonese instead Cantonese, of Mandarin. Mandarin and, and then different dialects of yeah. Mandarin. like Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So I'm willing to let that slide. Yeah, but it was distracting. Knowing fuck, that. though. It was distracting. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're reading, and then you look up, and you see their lips aren't even... So is this three languages? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny, because you talk about, like, the ADR and stuff. And I know a lot of times in, uh, like, American films that are released in foreign markets, mm -hmm. they'll bring in a whole new because obviously they have to record it in the language for that country but they'll also change the voice too like sometimes they won't even get a, a voice actor that matches yeah like spanish darth also, vader like look that up it's so bizarre yeah. <laughs> or even uh arnold schwarzenegger yeah, that's dude. the one like i was thinking. his like his german or whatever i can't remember what it was his austrian or his german he was austrian. like they had to hire a, he's from austria yeah. but there was a movie and they, they wouldn't even let him do the voice acting for it because they didn't think that his was good enough. So they hired a yeah. whole nother person to redo it for like the Austrian or the German market. I can't remember what it was. I think it was Terminator or Terminator 2. I think you showed me but, that at uh, work one night. Yeah, it's it's just, it's crazy. Like the whole world of voice acting is really interesting in my opinion. And, you know, a lot of people don't even know that, like, Mark Hamill played the Joker for fucking years, man, on the animated yeah. series and stuff. Mark Hamill is the Joker, man. Yo, for real, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. He did a lot of voice acting. He's a he's a good, he's a very good voice actor. Like, he's a great mm -hmm. Joker, but he's a very good voice actor, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not, not a lot of negatives, man. Yeah. This movie was pretty awesome. Yeah. If if Glad you have more it. negatives, it's because you were looking for it. Yeah, you really had to be like nitpicking. Because yeah. I really enjoyed this film, and I even like Katie came home and uh, I was watching. I had to like stop it to watch, uh, make dinner and stuff. And as I was making dinner, I was like, "Man, I really want to watch this fucking movie, but I can't make dinner and watch it because I'll miss shit because I have to so read it." Yeah, <laughs> I was taking notes and I gotta pause it so I can turn yeah. to my other monitor and type notes and then come back. Yeah, yeah. It was cool, man. Um, so 
overall, in my opinion, definitely not a sin. I'd watch it again. It fucking rekindled my love for these style of films. And I thought this was a very well executed movie. And I'm glad that we we had the opportunity to watch it because I feel like it's a hidden gem on Netflix. But what about you, Griggs? Where are you at on this one? Um, thumbs up. It's not a sin. I wish it, I was, I kept checking to see if they had, um, if it, if they had it dubbed. Just mm. so I wouldn't have to, like, you know, I, I, well. Oh, like in the the Netflix settings? Yeah. So then yeah. I. Who would you, who would you cast for voices for these characters? Shit. Oh, man. It'd have to be some Asian <laughs> actors that have accents. It couldn't, it couldn't be like, it had to be like Jackie Yeah, but Chan when they dub them, it's always some white guy. Like, there's always like a yeah. cast of white people. Fucking Billy Bob Thornton did Princess Mononoke, and Billy Crystal was in like, I can't, Spirited Away or some shit, yeah. or, no, he was in um, Kiki's Deliveries. I can't remember. He was in one of the other Studio Ghibli films. They always get some white dude. Yeah, some famous guy. But no, I would have been. Goddamn whitewashing. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but it was fine. I mean, like like you said, it it wasn't it wasn't that many wire scenes. I mean, the ones that they did have could have been overlooked. I overlooked them, and like mm-hmm. it was a well put yeah. together movie. What about you, Jones? Yeah, def. This movie is definitely not a sin, and I'm gonna say it again. I'm I'm glad we've had a good run so far, and and I'm very nervous about what you got coming next because <laughs> I don't know what it is, honestly, because we didn't get to that point. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm really glad that I got to watch this movie. I would have never picked this movie if it weren't for this. Right. And um, but there there was final thing that a uh, final up that I I really wanted to bring up. Like there was a scene where um, the monkey king brought the, uh, the the orphans back to their fucked up school. I don't know why they brought them back to that school, but he brought them back to the school, and then he's like, "All right, I'm leaving." And then the the kids are like, "Where are you going, monkey king?" And he lo- looks at him and he says. To kill monsters. And yeah. I thought that was like yeah. really cool. And I don't know if Greeks can attest to this, but like as a as a father, yeah. I've I've paid attention a lot more when I talk to kids because when they listen to you, they look up to any adult as like God. So like you have to really watch your words. And when they when they when you say something like that, like to kill monsters in such a heroic way, like for non-parents, it's like, that's cheesy. But, like, for parents, you look at that and you're like, that's cool. Because those kids are going to look up to this guy and they're going to they're gonna live their life based on this one moment, probably. Yep. But, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite parts in the movie. No, I agree. It's a good point. And as a, as a non-parent, I didn't think it was cheesy. I thought it fit the theme very, very well. In the character, they'd set him, him up. Hero. Yeah. yeah, they kept calling him Hero throughout the movie. They kept calling him the, the Monkey King. Like... They were already looking up to him and putting him on this pedestal. Mm-hmm. So, and he was having that inner conflict of, do I want to help? Do I want to just leave? Blah blah blah. Because yeah, so, he was on his way I think out that, the fucking door. <laughs> yeah, he had and an he, out. He, he could have just like, stayed there. He said, "Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna take him to the the capital, and that's it." He was even like trying to justify like not doing any more than he needed to, kind of thing. But uh, so I think that whole scene added a, multiple things to the story because like you said with the kids how impactful it was for them it was a turning point for his character in terms of he's committing to actually doing something like it was awesome it was a great scene you're absolutely right so you guys ready for uh the letdown episode 36 movie episode 36 all right so <clears throat> in 2010 Six years after Earth has suffered an alien invasion, a cynical journalist agrees to escort a shaken American tourist through an infected zone in Mexico to the safety of the U.S. border. We've talked about him in this episode. This is Gareth Edwards' first major motion picture Hmm. titled Monsters. I believe it was shot in like five days with like a tiny ass budget Fuck. and a, like a yes, crew, dude, a crew of like ten or something like that. Um, I've seen it. I saw it like five, I don't even remember when. I think it was like a year after it came out, like right when it was on. Uh, I remember pirating it. So whenever no, it you didn't. Out, no. Pirated, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 I'm editing that out. No. <laughs> you didn't pirate. By pirate, he means he purchased it. It's a, yeah. it's an alliteration. The P. I, I no. When they did my background check and my security clearance, I already admitted to pirating. So if, if the government didn't care, I don't think anyone else is going to. 
As long as you don't like um, send it out on LimeWire, because everybody's. Oh, I haven't. I haven't pirated anything in fucking years, though, man. Ever since I've been in the Navy, so six years, I haven't. I haven't downloaded anything. That's better. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I haven't seen this in forever, man. And it's, it's just funny that we've been talking about Gareth Edwards and these young up and coming directors, and boom, here we go. So very cool, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Have you seen it before, Greg? No, I've been meaning to watch it a million and eight times, but is it subtitled yeah. or? No, no, okay, no, no. I'm it's, just it's an American sure. film. Well, <laughs> it's a it's a UK it's an English film. Here, I'll just put it oh, that. Okay, <laughs> bunch of blokes. All right. Wow. Jesus way to way to shut off <laughs> like a good you know one percent of our viewers. I apologize uh, if I offended anybody by that. Um, Jones, you seen it? You no, seen it? I've always wanted to. Okay. I didn't know it was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And I checked. I checked when I pulled it up before we even started the episode to make sure that you could watch it on Netflix. Because sometimes we get the Netflix DVD only bullshit. Mm-hmm. But this one's actually on Netflix. Netflix still so. does fucking DVDs. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Man. I forgot all about they. <laughs> that's how they started. Shit. It's all about contracts because um, they have to like pay for the rights to stream. And if they can't, yeah. then they'll ask to pay for the rights to ship out DVD. Yeah. I got I got friends that still use the DVD service. Well, I, I mean, like, I, like you know, we still watch the ones that we have, like you know, Blu-ray and because uh, you remember I was talking to you about the 4K players and stuff. Yeah, but so that's the that's the issue about DVD media, man. Is it's 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 like heroin. You're just constantly chasing the dragon. You're never gonna catch up. Like. Laserdisc and then DVD and then Blu-ray. Well, no, I take that back. It went Laserdisc, DVD, HD DVD, which for, lasted for all like seven well, months. Well, no, it was a battle. Then, it was right? like the new age Betamax versus VHS. It was yeah. They it, and it all came down to the porn industry. It well, was that just wild. <laughs> and gaming consoles because um, yeah, the PlayStation had a Blu-ray player built into it, and the Xbox 360. You had to buy an adapter, like you had to buy a, a peripheral. I have it. I have HD DVDs. I have Troy, Gladiator. They come you in a red case. have Troy. Dude, I fucking love that. <laughs> it's have, on Netflix. You have Troy. I was really hoping we you have Troy. Troy in HD DVD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh. hey, what's he? Seriously, it's oh, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, dude. You know every fucking line from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should change your name to Troy, yeah. dude. All right, now that's just gay. Troy Atkins. <laughs> sounds like a country singer. God, that sounds like such a douchebag, dude. Yeah. Like, I picture like a ponytail, leather jacket, like a fucking trimmed uh, 380Z, like an old school 380Z, like a Dotson, and uh, just listening to hair metal. Like, that's that's what Troy Atkins looks like. See, you talk about it. It's not oh. a 380, it's a 280. 280, uh, my bad. But that bitch is way lighter than that punk ass type. Ah, oh, but anyway. <sighs> Whatever, dude. You and your stocky are going to be going down. <sighs> you know what? That, that's what we're going to do. We're going to have to do a fucking podcast, and Jones is going to watch us race, and he can be the witness. <laughs> All right. So, just for some context, listeners, Griggs has this punk ass Evo X. Is that the white one? Little. Yeah. yeah. You guys drove past me. I was like, what a yeah. what a bitch car. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Jones. <laughs> and I, I just jokes. purchased Dude. on on Monday. I can't say shit. I've got it like a Dodge Avenger and a Ford yeah. Escape. Which he, he only bought because it's called Avenger. Yeah. He, his license plate says Winter Soldier. I saw it. But um why don't why doesn't your license plate say Winter Soldier? I feel like that's a missed opportunity, mm-hmm. dude. It was taken. Yeah, All the variations it. of it were, were taken. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I we're we're going we're taking a road trip on the twenty fourth, which is next Saturday, to go pick up my Civic Type R that I just purchased. And um, you know, as ricer weebs who watch anime, of course we have to race. So, but I was thinking, how? What do you guys think about in terms of a vanity plate for the Civic Type R? Get a little, you know, Jolly Roger like pirate flag. You didn't ask me what I thought about getting a Civic Type R first. Well. See, I only include you in some of my decisions, not all of them. <laughs> but I'm thinking the license plate should be type ARG, you know? Like, yeah, I'm fucking you know, rare form today, well. man. 
<laughs> it's the crack, dude. Uh, I, it was a lot of it. It is, yeah. yeah. It's the <sighs> well, seven center, seven early centers, culture lusters. I really hope you haven't tuned away from the show yet. So, oh, interesting point, and we need to change up our thing. Actually, I'm just gonna transparency. Here we go. So, iTunes released new analytics, and they've shown that I forget what the overwhelming statistic was. It was like sixty or seventy percent of listeners once they start hearing the outro for a podcast, they turn it off. So, I think we should start moving our social media shilling to the front of the podcast because we need iTunes reviews, we need Facebook group like chatter so it's, so it's a good thing you said that at the end of the podcast i know because <laughs> everybody realized. tuned out already <laughs> yeah so anyway you can do a voiceover in the beginning jones yeah that's not bad we can edit in there so all right well thanks for listening this was episode 34 35 35 of the cultureless podcast we hope you enjoyed so did we all right have a good one <laughs>